Jennifer, uh, it's good, good to be back, finally. Thank you, Jesus. You can open your Bibles to Romans uh, chapter 8. Romans chapter 8 is where we're going to start, and then we're going to go to the book of Colossians and, and uh, look at that together today. I love what God is doing at our church as we uh, talk about the Holy Spirit, and so we're going to dive into God's Word today, and I know that He has a word uh, for each one of us. How many of you are good at asking for help? How many of you guys? Oh, not, okay. Uh, sometimes I am, sometimes I'm not. Uh, but usually, if I need something, I don't mind asking for help. Like, just that's how God wired me. I don't, like, I think everybody should serve me, apparently, or something. So I just ask for help. I mean, I'm, I'm the guy at the store that actually, can I help you? Absolutely, you can help me. Um, so, but that's, I just, that's how I am. Now, um, my family's not always that way. Uh, they're a little more introverted than I am. And so Mark and I were going to go uh, on a college visit to IIT uh, down on the south side, right across from where the White Sox play. And we're going to do a college visit, and then we're going to go to a White Sox game. It was great. We were the only two people at the game, and, and we weren't shot. So uh, that's always a positive thing. So... Uh, <laughs> No, so Mark and I head down there, and we looked at the Metro map, and it's like there's a Metro stop right on the college campus down there. And I'm like, oh, that's great. We'll just we'll take our Metro, the Ogilvy, walk over to the other Metro, get down, uh, get off at the campus, tour the campus, go to the game. It'll be a great, great day. And so I get downtown, and I'm looking for the next Metro stop, and I kind of know the area, but I don't really know because I've never – Never got on that train to go to the south side. And so I'm, I'm walking around, and we find ourselves in an area where there's really nobody there. And I don't know where we're at. And I'm like, we got to get to this train, or we're going to be late. And there's a guy on his cell phone. And I'm like, I'll just ask him. Mark's like, no, he's on the phone. I'm like, he'll help me. Don't worry. So I go up to the guy, hey, do you know where the metro? And this guy goes, like, get out of here. Like that. And Mark's like, why would you do that? Like, like, that's so embarrassing, Dad. Why would you do that? And, and, uh, and so I'm like, well, we'll just find it, I guess. And so we start walking. A few seconds later, the guy comes running up. He goes, man, I'm really sorry. I was on an important call. What did you need? I'm like, we're trying to find the Metro stop. I don't know where it's at. He's like, hey, don't worry about it. It's around the corner. Go up the stairs. It'll be there. Sure enough, that's right where it was. We were, just, we were right there. I don't mind asking for help when I need help. Sometimes I'm not good at asking for help when it might embarrass me. But, uh, but here's the thing. Think about this. What if you had a friend that knew everything? Not a friend who thinks they know everything. We all have friends like that, right? We all have friends who think they know everything. But a friend who actually knew everything. That'd be pretty cool, wouldn't it? You could ask him anything, anytime. What if you had a friend that not only knew everything, but had everything you needed? That's a good friend right there, right? It's the best friend. It's the friend that Jesus promises us. It's the Holy Spirit. You're not going to learn about the Holy Spirit in just one sermon or a couple classes or even a month of series we're just going to spend time learning about the Holy Spirit, growing in the Holy Spirit, so that we can know this friend that is close, this friend that has all that we need, this friend that was poured out on the day 
of Pentecost when the church was birthed and there's power and all that we need from the Holy Spirit. Romans chapter 8 and verse 6 says, The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the Spirit is life and peace. I want you to think about that. So my mind, the things, the things I meditate on, the things my heart meditates on, if, it's, if, I'm, if I'm operating in the flesh, it's death. But if I'm operating in the spirit, it's life. It really matters what I choose, doesn't it? It really matters what I choose. I don't want to live according to my human nature. I want to work with God in his heavenly nature and allow him in his heavenly nature and the Holy Spirit to be at work through me. I need to choose. I need to to meditate, have the mind set on the Spirit. I'm going to ask you to turn a a couple books over to the book of Colossians chapter 3. And I'm going to have you stay open to Colossians chapter 3 because we're going to look at, at several verses here. But the first verse we're going to look at is Colossians chapter 3 and verse 2. It says, Set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. Set your mind on things above. That word set is, is in the Greek. It's actually like we would pursue an enemy. It's a military term. It's like that we're going to go after this. So look at that verse on the screen. It's not this, like, uh, it's a good idea. It's not this invitation from God. It would be a good idea to set your mind on things above. No, it's a command. Set your mind on things above, not on things of this earth. The message message translation says it this way. Pursue things over which Christ presides. Don't shuffle along, eyes to the ground, absorbed with the things right in front of you. Look up and be alert to what is going on around Christ. That's where the action is. See things from his perspective. Don't shuffle along here on this earth, watching the news, seeing the wars, seeing the earthquakes, wondering what's going on in our world, but but lift your eyes a little bit higher because Jesus told us these things would happen. What is he seeing from his perspective? Because I don't want to live a natural life. I want to live a supernatural life. And I have to make that decision. I have to make this choice. And here's Here's the reality. You, can live a hev- you cannot live a heavenly life with an earthly mindset. Write that down. You cannot live a heavenly life with an earthly mindset. We have to set our mind on things above. We're either pursuing life or we're pursuing death. It's just that simple. So we've got to pursue this with our mind. If you look at a few verses later <clears throat> in Galatians chapter 3, we're going to pick it up at verse 9. Do not lie to each other since you have taken off your old self with its practices and having put on the new self, which is being renewed in the knowledge and the image of its creator. He's going to use this metaphor throughout Colossians chapter 3 to take off your old self and then to put on your new self, like changing clothes. Take off your old clothes, put on your new clothes. That's what he's asking us to do. It's good to be uh, back and, and preaching. I, I was sick most of September. It's like I lost a whole month. It feels like it. It was, it was a crazy time. Just wasn't feeling right for a few days. And Leslie's like, we'll take a COVID test and had COVID. And, and uh, then just completely wiped out. And, and, and uh, anyway, 
got over that, came back to work thinking this is going to be great. And I got the stomach flu this, the day I came back to work. I just like, and it was awful. I'm just going to tell you, it was awful. And so, you know, that was another week, week and a half. It's just like, it's just like come on, God. You know, just like, I, I, this, I, I don't like being sick. But we've all been sick, right? We've all had that moment where you've had the flu, you've had something, and it's wiped you out. And, and so obviously with, with things like stomach flu and COVID, you've got to kind of just be separate. So I'm in the bedroom kind of all by myself for a few days. And, and um, I'll just say this, that over that time period, there wasn't a lot of hygiene. Um, I didn't, you know, didn't get up, you know. Didn't, um, you know, brush, brush my teeth, brush my hair. Some of you think I don't brush my hair ever, but that's okay. That's a whole other thing. But, but just you didn't, you didn't brush my hair, didn't take a shower, just, just you know, just a stinky mess in the bed. Because I was sick. You just don't want to get up, you, and you want to stay away from people. So just, just kind of hiding out. Well, there, there comes a day, finally, when you start feeling better, right? You're like, yes, I feel better today. I'm going to get up and take a shower. It's like the only thing you're going to do that day because you're still wiped out. But you get up and you peel off those pajamas and you throw them in the corner. And, and you're just like, you know, you're, you, you take that shower, you brush your teeth, you comb your hair, you finally put deodorant on. And you're just like, man, it just feels so good. You feel so clean. So like, I've never felt this clean in my whole life. You know, you just feel so good. And, and how strange would it be when you get all cleaned up and feel so good to go back to that pile of dirty clothes that you see in the corner? Because you don't know whether to wash them or burn them, right? I mean, they're just in the corner of the bathroom. And what if you went back and put those on again? The Bible's telling us that's what it's like to live in the flesh, to have your mind in, the, in this world. It's just putting on the dirty old clothes. And you don't, those aren't your clothes anymore. You need to take those. You need to burn those. Don't even wash them. Just burn them. Get rid of them because because God's saying, put on the new. God has a destiny for you. The Holy Spirit's going to put something new on you that fits just right that you were created for. It's going to take you to the image of your Creator. That's what He's saying in this passage and in these verses. And so we've got we've got to make that decision. I've got to choose to put on the new. Now, most of us here, we pick out our own clothes. Except for me, Leslie lays them out every night. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but most of us choose our own clothes, right? And we dress ourselves. And, and, and usually we, we put on clothes before we go, to, go out of the house, right? We, get, we go out of the house. We, we, we want to look good. You came to church. Everybody looks good today. Like you wanted to look good when you left the house. I don't know what's going on at Walmart. I, I saw a bathrobe and slippers the other day. And uh, you're just like, seriously, people, you... Take a look in the mirror before you walk out. But no, you know, but, but you, what you, you, you dress yourself. You choose your clothes. You put them on. Put the armor on. And you do that before you leave the house, right? And too many of us are, are leaving the house in our bathrobes and slippers, living in the flesh. And we're just, we're just going out there. We're just like, yeah, oh, this is good enough. I'll just go out there. And God says, no, I want you to put this on. And you've got to do that. You've got to choose what you're going to wear. You have to choose the clothes that you're going to put on. And you can't wait for the pastor to choose the clothes for you and come and preach a good sermon and clothe you on a Sunday. And then by, by if the weekend you're, you're naked again, got to come back and get some more clothes. You know, or Steve Sampson's here and he's going to give me a word and he's going to dress me and it's going to be so good. You know, and and what, what we do is we wait for someone else to dress us, to pick out our clothes when God says, no, I want you to pick it up. I want you in the word. I want you with the armor on. 
I don't want, nobody's going to put that on you. You're not a baby. We don't lay out your clothes and dress you. God says, I want you to dress yourself and go out. Had to get rid of my, um, my favorite car, my Subaru, with all the bumper stickers. I love that car. It was awesome. It ran forever. And, and the mechanic said, Daryl, you, you have to get a new car. Like, this could go any minute. Um, I, I didn't really believe him, so I kept driving a little while, and I'm like, uh, as he kept saying, Daryl, you've got to get a new car. So I'm like, okay, well, I'll go to, I can't sell it to anybody because I know how bad it is, so I'll just go to CarMax and see what they'll give me for it. It was so bad, CarMax wouldn't even take it, right? <laughs> I'm like, can you, give me, can you give me a 20? Something, you know, I just got to walk away with something here. And so they wouldn't even take it. So it's just, it, it was done. I mean, it was just done. And uh, so, obviously, we had been saving a little bit, looking for a car, and, um, and uh, so, so we're in a situation where, you know, we, we don't want monthly payments on anything, so we just, you know, we got to be able to afford it and look for the low mileage and all that. So I got my little white Nissan out there that, that we, we, it was like an hour and a half away, low mileage, looked like a great deal, like a little too good to be true kind of deal. And, and so we were going to go drive down, we drove down during the week to look at it. And I said, if we both have peace, we'll buy it. If not, we'll just, you know, we'll just pray for a few more days with the Subaru kind of thing. So we went down, didn't feel any peace, drove it around. It's like, yeah, not sure. And so we, we came home and just, it just kind of left it. So it's Friday night, and, and I don't, I've told this before, I don't dream. Uh, I just go to sleep and I wake up and I, maybe a dream, I don't remember. But, so, but that night I had a dream about that car. And I was driving it to different places for ministry. And then as soon as I woke up in the morning, God says, go buy that car. And I was like, whoa, I've never had that before. And uh, we've already decided we didn't have peace about it. But I woke up and I said, Leslie, and it's a Saturday morning, so I can't go, you know, and spend all day at a car dealership. Like, Leslie, you've got to go and get that car. God told me we need to get that car, but I'm, I'm still uneasy about it. Like, did I really hear God, or is it just a weird dream? And so I tell her, it's early in the morning, I'm like, hey, tell you what, I'm going to call Steve Sampson and, and see what he says. Maybe the Lord will give him a word about this car. And I, I love what Leslie said. She goes, don't call him. You hear from God. I know you hear from God. We'll go buy the car. And it meant the world to me for her to say it, but it was also a good reminder. It's like, I don't, and I've never called Steve like I, about anything like that before. I don't know why I thought of it at that moment, but maybe I just want somebody to blame. I don't know, but but uh, it's been the best car ever. I love it and and all that. But but it was just it's like I I can hear God for myself. You can hear God for yourself. See the the same Holy Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead that speaks through Steve Sampson that's here when we worship. He's in you every moment of your life. He will lead you. He will guide you. But you've got to put him on. You've got to make that choice. God, I'm putting on my new life. I'm putting on the mind of the Spirit. I'm, not, I'm, going, to, I'm going to burn the old clothes because I don't belong to this world. I belong to you. And we've got to get that inside of us. This is a life and death decision. I, I hope you get that. It's like, the, the mind of the flesh leads to death, the mind of the spirit leads to life, and whatever you choose, that's what you're going to receive in this life. And, and it, it's really important that you make the right choice. Now, when you look at Scripture, you can look, man, you can look anywhere in Scripture and, and find 
uh, men and women that chose life and chose death. And, and I, I was thinking about it, and I'm going to choose David as an example. So David is, a, is a, a really interesting guy. So he, as a young boy, chooses faith. He chooses the spirit. He chooses to believe the promises of God. He faces the giant Goliath. And here's the thing. Whatever you choose, you're going to reap the fruit of that choice. You're gonna, it, it doesn't matter if it's good or bad. You're going to reap the fruit, and it's, and it's fruit, and that fruit is going to grow, and it's going to be more and more. And so for David, he chose faith. He chose, I'm going to battle the giant. I'm going to believe God. And when he did, God not only honored that, but made him a mighty warrior. So mighty, in fact, that, that, that he, he got King Saul so jealous, and, and ultimately he became king. This mighty warrior David, because he chose to believe. He chose to fight. He chose, he chose the spirit. The spirit anointed him for that task. Now, uh, there's a later time in his life when he chose the flesh. He sees Bathsheba taking a bath, and he's looking down, and, and uh, he chooses to commit adultery. And when he choos- chose the flesh, it wasn't just that one moment. That choice led to other choices that led to murder, led to death, ultimately led to the downfall of him and his family. And, and, and we see in our lives, we can make choices for death or for life, but whatever we choose, there is fruit to those choices. And there will be more and more. It just leads to more in our life. That's why we have to have the mind of the Spirit. That's why we have to be clothed in the Spirit. The definition of the Holy Spirit that I think I've given at every sermon and in, in, our, um, in our School of the Spirit class is this, that the Holy Spirit is in us 24-7 to reveal to us what his word means, to show us how to apply it to our lives, and to empower us to do what it says. See, the Holy Spirit is in us. He's going to reveal the word. He's going to make everything known to us. You have a friend who knows everything. You have a friend who has everything, right? You have the Holy Spirit. And this is another quote we've used pretty much every time we've gathered together to talk about the Holy Spirit is, you are helpless without the Holy Spirit. You are helpless without the Holy Spirit. You need the Holy Spirit. You need to put on the Holy Spirit. We need to say, come Holy Spirit. We need to be filled fresh and new every single day with the Spirit. And, and we need to abide because when we're abiding in the Spirit, that's when fruit is going to come. You know, listen, we all know what a mess we were, and we couldn't save ourselves, right? We knew that we needed a Savior. Jesus came to die on a cross for sin. We know we could never pay that. And so we, we, we say, thank you, God. Thank you for changing me. But then somehow, some way we think, but I'm going to clean up my life. Thank you, God, for saving me, but I'm going to work really hard to clean up my life. What makes you think you can clean up your life? You need the Holy Spirit. The fruit of the Holy Spirit isn't something like, well, I'm going to love more, and I'm going to have more joy and more peace. No, when I'm abiding with the Holy Spirit, when I put on the Spirit, when I'm thinking about the Spirit, when I'm meditating on the Spirit, I'm going to have the fruit of the Spirit. See, that, 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 that power comes from abiding with the Holy Spirit. I'm going to say this. I felt led of the Lord to talk about it this weekend, and it's this. I think I might have mentioned it in the School of Spirit. If I didn't, I'll just mention it now. This is very important. Not all spirits are holy. Not all spirits are holy. 
And, and this month especially, with Halloween, um, Liz and I were watching the Bears game Thursday night, and I was shocked at the commercials for the movies, even commercials for stores. I'm like, this stuff's satanic. Like, this is crazy. And, and we have to be careful because not all spirits are holy. We cannot open ourselves up to unholy spirits because you don't want to put anything on that won't come off without deliverance because we can put things on that we don't even know we're putting on. We have to be careful. You know, if, if anybody says, hey, let's, let's play with this Ouija board or let's go to this psychic or let's check your aura, say, no, thank you. I'm putting on the Holy Spirit. And you may say, and some of you say, hey, come, come listen to this person. This person gives words, or this person, you know, listen to their testimony, or listen to their. It's just like, just if it's not, don't do it. Just don't do it. And I'm, I'm just I'm warning you, beloved, as a shepherd, watch yourself, especially this month. And not just this month, the day in which we live, these end times, the devil is working overtime. And he will, he'll fool some of the, some of the elect. The Bible says that. He's going to fool some of us. And, and I'm not saying this because you can't hear the Lord. I'm just saying this if for some reason you're like, I'm not sure if this is good or bad, call me. Call one of the staff people. Well, you know, we can help you with that because it's like you don't want to, don't go into anything that isn't of God. Because I just want to say, there is evil. There's evil in our world. Stay away, stay away. And, and, and don't be afraid of it. Like, listen, we don't have to be afraid of it. It's not like we were watching TV and these commercials, I'm afraid of it. No, I'm, I'm just like, God, show yourself, reveal yourself. And he will reveal himself. See, when you abide, when you abide with him, he's in your life. So I'm, gonna, I'm just going to tell a story. I wasn't going to tell, but I, I think I might have mentioned it last night. I don't even remember. But uh, So we had somebody get saved. I mean, we're talking baby Christian, no idea what's going on. And, um, and they, uh, uh, she had always gone to psychics, and so she was going to go tell her psychic that she'd met Jesus and, and get a reading. Okay. Again, brand new Christian, no idea. She goes, and in, the, in, in that moment, the presence of Jesus showed up and scared the psychic. And, and the psychic's like, get out of here. Like, just, I don't know what you, just get out. And, and here's the thing, because she was abiding. She was a baby in the, in the faith. The, the Lord's spirit was protecting her in that moment. And the Lord will protect you when you abide with him. Just abide with the Holy Spirit. Allow him to be at work in your life. Um, yeah, I got time for this. Um, probably my, we talked about David. Let me get a New Testament character, John, the Apostle John. The Apostle John is probably the youngest disciple. And he is... Uh, He's wild. I'm just going to tell you. He, he's, he's proud. He always wants to be the greatest with his brother. He's selfish. He's, he's a fighter. Sons of Thunder, he's a fighter. He, uh, there's one time Jesus goes into a town, and the town rejects Jesus. 
And John says to Jesus, we're going to rain down fire on this place. You know, we're going to, you just, you just burn them to the ground. Jesus, let's kick some butt today, Jesus. You're just like, just mm, go get them, Jesus. You know, that's John as a young guy, proud, fighting, selfish. And then he writes, that's not an actual picture of John, but um, he he comes to the end of his life. He's writing the, the, some of the last books of the canon, 1st, 2nd, 3rd John, Revelation. And he gets to these last books. And what, is, what, are, what are his books all about? God is love. Love one another. All we need is love. You know, so he just, he just starts singing the Beatles. Just love, 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 love. Like from woo to love. What's the difference? It's a, it's a life walked with Jesus till he's an old man and, and the spirit has dwelled him and he changed. See, you'll change when you walk with the Savior, when you walk in the Holy Spirit. The more you walk with God, the more you become like him. And, and that's something that, that's true for all of us. If, if you don't see much change in your life, just say, God, I want to abide with you. I got I to gotta stay with you because then at the end of his life, what is he doing? When, even when he's admonishing the churches that have fallen away, he's like, come back to your first love. Come back. I stand at the door and knock. I just want to be with you. We, we see that in the heart of John because he had the heart of Jesus. Because he abided with his Savior in the spirit his whole life. I've used this example in our married small group. I, I don't know if I've ever shared it in church, but um, when Leslie and I uh, downsized, Luke and Hannah were getting married, and we gave them our old furniture um, because Leslie wanted to buy new furniture. So, so we gave them, no, they needed furniture, and so we gave them our furniture, and, and our furniture wouldn't fit in our new uh, little house. So uh, we, went, we went furniture shopping. And in, in, our, in our original home, uh, pretty big family room. Leslie had her couch. I had my couch, opposite sides of the room, watch TV, talk, whatever. She had her place. I had my place. And, and we were, I was happy. Uh, she wasn't, but I was happy. And then so when we get to the new house, um, she chose the furniture. And she chose the smallest, most uncomfortable couch. It'll be, there's a picture on the screen, in the world. That's like a love seat, right? That's not a couch. But, but she chose that, and, and that's, that's in our living room. And she's like, this is where we're going to sit. And we're going to sit together. And it's like, and I've complained about the couch. It's uncomfortable. It's like a baby couch. And, and, um, but you know what's been beautiful? is I don't think we've been closer than we are right now. And, it, and it's, it's because of this dumb couch. <laughs> it really is. Like, we sit next to each other every day. I have to talk to her every day. And, you know, what's beautiful is, like, I can just reach out my hand and, and grab her hand. Or if we're praying, just reach out and grab her hand and pray. It's like we're that close, like, in our baby couch. And I complained about it so much, she let me get a recliner and I was so excited I get I got a recliner I don't have to sit on the baby couch anymore you know I've actually used that recliner maybe twice 
I always end up on the baby couch because it's who I get to be next to. See, in your life, proximity is power. So where is your mind? Where is your heart? Where are you abiding? It's very clear. The mind of the flesh leads to death. The mind of the spirit leads to life. And whatever you choose, you get more of. And so just picture yourself on the baby couch with the Holy Spirit, with Jesus. And just, you know, just we want God in our life, right? I want to surrender my mind. I want to surrender my heart. I want to surrender my life to the one who loves me, the one who saved me, the one who's sanctifying me, the one who will present me faultless and blameless before the throne. There's a life. I want the fruit of that in my life. Amen. Would you bow your heads and your hearts with me today? Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to pray for us uh, that uh, we would surrender our hearts and minds afresh to the Lord, that we would experience the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. But as I do, um, you, just, you just pray to God yourself and invite him in. He's here. He loves you. Get close to him today, every day. If you wandered, if you strayed, just repent, change, come home. He's a loving father with arms open wide. John says, I stand at the door and knock. Jesus said it, actually. I stand at the door and knock. and He's ready to come in. Just open that door to him today. He says, I want to come in and eat with you, a sign of relationship, abiding. Lord, we um, surrender our lives fresh and new to you. Lord, we do need you more than we've ever needed you. Lord, we live in a world that we don't understand and we shuffle around in, but uh, bring us up higher. Give us your perspective. We set our mind on things above, not on the things of this world. That we will be with you through these last days and with you for eternity and experience your power through it all. God, I thank you for your word. I thank you for just the hearts that received your word today. May it find good ground and grow and produce good fruit. And Lord, may we abide with you all week long in a deeper, richer way. Pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 I'm going to ask everybody not to move because I do have uh, some important announcements about the church that I need to share. Um, but in the lobby, there are uh, devotionals. There are Bibles if you want to follow Jesus and what it means to follow Jesus. You can grab that. I have questions if you want to dive deeper into this sermon or what it means to have the mind of Christ. That's out there. So those questions are out there. Um, it, it's good to be back and preaching. We're just going to keep talking about the Holy Spirit and, and going deeper. Um, <clears throat> but I do want to make an, a, just uh, an 